can't handle the truth. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Do I feel lucky? Nobody puts baby in a corner. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. Hello, everybody. We're back with a very special episode of Through the Lens. Tracy was too busy to... Well, first of all, I was out this weekend. I was on vacation, so it's a little late. But then Tracy got busy at work, so we have a very special guest. This is Darren and... Marcia Shulman. My lovely wife, who has been name-checked countless times, joins me for the review today. We saw Dune tonight. Um, so, first of all, let's hit with the stats, Marcia. Dune is rated PG-13. Um, its runtime is 2 hours and 35 minutes. So, you might not want the big gulp before this one. It's long. That's a long movie. Very um, long. Let's talk a little bit about that PG-13 rating. I feel like if you look at what PG-13 was when we were kids, it was like you kissed a girl and it was PG-13. Now you can do a pretty, you can do a lot more with a PG-13 rating than you used to be able to get along with. Yeah, there's a fair amount of violence in this. Um, some PG-13s are for swearing and and nudity. Yeah, not in this. It's for the violence yeah, only. No swearing, no nudity. The violence isn't particularly bloody, but there's a fair amount of it. I mean, I think it's probably fairly rated at PG-13. I will say, though, that, and we'll probably touch on this later, it's probably not a 13-year-old's kind of movie. It's a little no, slow. it's a little cerebral. Yeah, they might not dig it. So let's talk a little bit about... Let's start out because Dune is one of those things that, you know, we were discussing, we had both independently read the book, but people don't know what it is. So let's, before we get into who's in it, what is Dune? Obviously, spoiler free. Spoiler free. Um, Dune is based on um, Frank Herbert's 19, gosh, I don't even remember what year it was written, 70s? It's old. (laughs) Well, I don't know if that's called old, but it's, yeah, it's a classic science fiction book. Yes. A science fiction novel, basically about a... A sand planet and how the what intergalactic planets interact with it without spoiling anything. Yeah, that's 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 actually really good. So basically, there's Dune, but then it was a whole series of books. So like, this is probably the precursor to your like Hunger Games, where it's like a lot of books that kind of it's not a young adult, but I mean, there's it's a series of books that tells kind of a saga. And I would say, basically, this isn't a spoiler. There's this planet that Marcia said is deserty, and it's got this stuff called spice. And spice is probably the analog for oil or something. It's like what everyone needs for the galaxy to go. So uh, they're fighting over this spice trade, basically. Right. I think that's fair without yeah. spoiling anything. And it's definitely a hero's journey. And it's like a, it's really trying really hard to be an epic. But this. Oh yeah, for sure. The story is pretty epic. Now I didn't remember much about it, but this had all the hallmarks that I remember. So it also has been adapted already into a movie, and a sci-fi network uh, had a had a mini series. I think it, ha- it had a mini series kind of um, sequel, per se, to it. I think that was also based on a book. Yeah, and so the things I remember from the book and from the priors is the blue eyes because the spice caused your eyes to be blue. They did that, and obviously. Sandworms. So that's, I mean, that's kind of what I remember. So it feels like, and I'm, I'm not going to say I remember this, so don't check me. It feels like it's pretty authentic to the book, this movie. Um, I, I think so. I saw, and I'm sure we will talk about the original, but the original was made in 1984. And that was decently authentic to the book. But um, as far as I know, David Lynch didn't quite approve of the final cut when he made it. So a lot of the book stuff was taken out. 
This movie was is intended to be at least two movies. Yeah, we'll get into that. It that's very yeah. To be very more strict with the book. So we've talked a little about the source material. I'll ask you this, and then I promise we'll get into the cast. Do you feel you need to read the book to see this movie? No, not at all. This movie, I don't want to. I don't want to overstate that it's excellent, but it does a good job of really laying out everything you need to know and kind of piecing it out by spoonfuls. It kind of makes it longer, and the pacing is a little bit more like, as I said, it's trying to be an epic and build this epic world with this stuff going on. But it does tell you everything you know because I don't really remember the book other than what I just talked about, and it felt like right. I, you know, what's going on, and you don't have to. It has its own language, but it explains it like the Freeman or the right. Fremen, yes. and the, they explain the spice and they explain the sandworm. So you don't have to know anything going into it. I think it might be fun because you'll recognize the book, but they, it doesn't feel like they're kind of expose too much exposition, but it does kind of spoon feed you everything you need to know. It does, but it also just kind of like throws you in and starts. So it starts to unfold a little bit more to where the beginning makes a little more sense. If you feel lost in the beginning, you're going to catch on to it pretty quickly. Yeah, and it, yeah, I, I agree with that. So now let's talk about who's in this movie, and then we'll go back to like what it's, what's going on. So who's in this movie? It's got a pretty big cast. Yeah, a lot of big people and small parts, too. So I'll name one, then you'll name one. Okay. Y- your guy, Timothy Chalamet. I don't know why you say he's my guy. I just say that randomly. I don't have any <laughs> actual scientific or philosophical reason for that. Um, what's... What's he's like a thing? He was on Saturday Night Live. He's he's a skinny, that's what you know him for. He's a skinny little dude. He, he was I think he was nominated for an Oscar for um, Call Me by Your Name. Didn't see it. Is that or the Call one? Call Me by My Name. Is that the one where the dude's on vacation and the old dude is like Call Me by Your Name? It, yeah, I didn't want to see that movie. I didn't see yeah, it. that's one of your Oscar type. Yeah, it's movies. not my kind of movie. Well, like he was also in Lady Bird, Little Women. He's he's one of those like it. Guys, that's kind of why I say he's your guy, yeah, because everyone thinks he is, but if he's the guy, so I just assume he's yours. Awesome. Well, I guess, yeah. Um, he was interesting. I don't, he's kind of skinny and not, he doesn't look like much. He looks kind of like a, like a, a better looking Adrian Brody to me. That's more without yeah, the broke out the nose, yeah, kind of, but tall, lanky, skinny, yeah. It felt appropriate for the plot, like he actually kind of grew into it a bit. He did the same thing in that, wasn't he like one of the Shakespeare movies, wasn't he in that? We saw on Netflix. He was in, um, oh, uh, The King? Henry the something or other. He, he was. It was an adaptation of one of the, I don't remember what it was, but we saw it. Yes, it was The King. I forget, he was like a Henry the Eighth or Sixth yes. or something. He was, anyway, he, he did the same thing where he looked kind of like not much, like much anything, and then he somehow grew into, you kind of felt he had a presence. So. I mean, he wasn't King Henry. He played Hal, which is just a kind of a random guy. But yeah, he was in The King. So I think he played somebody in something. What was that thing we saw on Netflix? It was the king. Was it? I thought he was the king in that one. I yeah. I don't know. Anyway, he I like him. He's okay. Um, oh, isn't he going to be like Willy Wonka or something too? Didn't we see a picture of him? Come- He's going to be Willy Wonka in a new adaptation. I uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. About, I don't know that, but we'll see. So anyway, I think he looked like Edward Scissorhands in this movie. He did look a lot like it. You can't not see it now. <laughs> yeah, now you gotta see it. So who um who else is in this movie? I picked one. Um Rebecca Ferguson. Is she and a she's thing? the she's a thing that you like, oh my god, I know her, but I can't quite place what she was in. Was she in a uh, Mission Impossible? Um she was. She was a Bond girl. 
Um, wait, no, not Bond girl. She was in Mission Impossible, um, a couple of them. She was in The Greatest Showman, which is your favorite oh, movie of all time. Oh, she the singer girl who he yes. was. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, Doctor Sleep, Life. So she was in kind of some big parts and not quite as big movies. She plays his mom, but she doesn't look that much older than him. Is she getting older? I don't know. She looked. He, I don't know. It, sure. I um, mean, she's less than 40. Yeah. And he's got 20. Be, I guess that's okay. The yeah. math works out. Uh, your guy, Poe Dameron, is in this movie. Poe Dameron is in this movie, Oscar Isaac. That's all we need to know That's about all you need to know about him. Yeah. All right. You want to go um, for the next one? I, I'll, I'll throw a Marvel reference at you. David Batista. Yeah. Drax. I, I think like he's going to have a bigger role in the next movie because he... He just did like one thing in this movie. That's a pretty, it's a pretty, pretty big role in the book. Yeah. So, yeah. It just didn't. But he's, he's got a pretty good role. Um, and then there was one other person. I can person. throw another Marvel reference at you. You can? Zendaya. Oh, I forgot she's Mary Jane. Yeah. And she was in The Greatest Showman. She was also in The Greatest Showman. Yeah. She's a thing now too. I don't get it. Yeah. But she was, again, she's going to be bigger. Later on, I think. There's some DC references in this. Aquaman himself. Aquaman, I Jason forgot. Jason Momoa. No, he's not Aquaman anymore. He's Braven. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Remember? Okay, so if you haven't People seen... People can't listen to our podcast. It's all inside jokes. No, okay. We'll, we'll explain <laughs> it. He's in a movie on Netflix called Braven, which is just the greatest name of a character ever. And it's not that bad of a movie. Right. right so okay. he's now Braven, not Aquaman. But he's in it. He's good. Actually, he was probably the best part of this movie. Yeah. I don't know if you agree with that. I liked him. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he was great in this movie. So the next thing we should talk about is... The, the director? Denny Villeneuve? Yeah. What has he done? Tracy and I keep talking um, about that. The best movie of his that I've seen is um, The Arrival. He has a very stylized kind of thing, right? Yes. Blade Runner 2049. If, if you're it. looking for a good reference to what this movie looks like, it's beautiful. And I knew that going in, and I was wondering if it would suck as a plot, because it, what was that, Tracy, I couldn't remember, what was the movie we saw with the guy and the girl who weren't good actors that looked really good? Uh, <laughs> and he, it, what was it? They had the thing where they were in two dimensions at the same time. It was based on a, like an old French graphic novel. It was a pair, a guy and a girl. They were like agents or something. I know what you're saying, but I don't know. I can't movie. remember, but it looked really pretty, and it was really anticipated, and it just sucked. I'll think about it during the whole podcast. It was like an old graphic novel that was beloved, and they tried to adapt it. It's done, but it looked like it looked like it was going to be really cool. I, I've talked about this every episode. I'm never going to figure it out because I don't remember <laughs> who was in it. But the point is, I was worried that this was going to be a glossy, pretty picture, and it would fall flat. But let's get into it. Did it fall flat, Marsha? Talk about the. I don't want to get into the plot, but what did you think of this movie? I really like this movie. Um, I I did see the original. And we'll talk about it later as to whether it's a helping or a hindrance seeing the original. Um, but this this is was beautifully shot. It looked great. Um, the storyline like was actually fairly easy to follow, and it you kind of forgot that it was two and a half hours long. It moved fast. On the other hand, it moved. So the plotting was it. It, it had a lot of self importance to it, like mm-hmm. the. Every shot was very lavishly done, but it was like, this is a big movie. And every right. 
musical score was this is a big moment but I found myself yeah. kind of gritting my teeth because it was so foreboding like the whole time and I was like I was just kind of tense not in a bad way it was the first word that I said when we were done watching it was ominous. Like the the musical score was so ominous because you're right. It kind of made you feel like something was important or something bad was going to happen or, or jump out at you or anything like that. But And it was like kind of constant. Now, yeah. it was good because it really got you into the movie. But it was kind of like there wasn't a moment where like, okay, things is chill now, you right. know. So I liked the plot. It was... I don't mean this as an insult. It was slow. It, it it took its time and it was really trying to establish itself and it didn't take any shortcuts. Like right. every little piece was shown, but in a good way to like explain it and build on it. Kind of like a chapter of a book, which I, I thought was a good adaptation. I mean, it's not super fast car chases all the time, but it really established the characters. The, it, I mean, this is kind of like a, I don't use Game of Thrones because it's overused, but it's kind of like that sprawling political intrigue universe building type thing that took, what, seven seasons of Game of Thrones, and they kind of did it in two and a half hours. Right. And they didn't right. cut corners and make people caricatures. I mean, it was very layered, I thought. Yeah, um, and you're right. It does kind of unfold, like, significantly like chapters in the book because there's a very significant um, setting for every, like, scene, and you don't really return to the same setting anytime. <laughs> and then once the action starts, it starts, and it doesn't really stop. I, what did you think about the use, I don't want to call them flashbacks, but the use of like the dreams. I hate that in movies. Uh, it's a crutch. I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's a crutch like exposition. Like this is what's going to happen. Ha ha ha. We saw this. Did it really happen? So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess you kind of have to understand what the dreams are, are and what's supposed to happen. To see whether or not it actually does happen. Does that make sense? Yeah, I just, I mean, it's like some pivotal moment. It's like, oh, I'm going to have one of these, like, super cool flash dreams, and it's going to kind of explain everything, which seemed kind of like, okay, I get it. But I guess given the plot of what it is or who this main character is, it makes some sense. It's not, a, but I just, it's not my favorite storytelling technique. Right. Right. But that was my one quibble with it. I was like, okay, stop showing me the future in this one particular girl who I'm just tired of seeing standing there. Like she's not doing anything. She's just kind of staring there looking at you. So who says like 14 words? Yeah. I probably got paid a million dollars. Um, but did you, did you like the plot? I mean, as you said, it's not super complex, but it's more of a kind of an intrigue plot as opposed to a twist and turns plot. I mean, you kind of, again, not an insult. You kind of get it. You know what's coming, but they, you know what's coming because they're telling you what's coming. Like there's no, they're not trying to trick you. Right. Like you, you know. Yeah, I mean, there are no layers to this plot. Like you know, it it's, just it's just how it how it happens is more interesting than anything else. Um, I we talked a little bit about how the production I thought would look pretty, but the plot now the plot was good. So talk about what you feel about the production. You know, the special effects, the makeup, the you know settings, all that stuff. Um, I as I said before, this I think the movie was beautiful. Like the the set production, everything looked great. You could tell there was a lot of CGI in it when they would like pan across the desert and see like equipment and all that stuff. Which, but it obviously looked CGI. But without giving anything away, there's a a giant character in the movie that I think was well done. I mean, I think we um, said it's on the cover of the book. 
Oh, that's true. Sandworms cool. Sandworms are cool. But they don't show it all, really. They did a nice job of kind of Correct. hiding Mr. Sandworm. I mean, I believe if there's a second one, the sandworms have a lot more. <laughs> They're like a big part of Dune. I mean, yeah. that's like the thing. They're... Sandworms and spice is like what you right. need to do. Right. Um, I, thought the... I think the fight sequences were really good. The fight sequences were well choreographed. It had some cool special effects. They had these like personal shield things that oh, yeah, those kind of cool. added a layer to the fighting. Like that you're not indestructible, but they kind of help. Give a little bit of protection. And I thought the little helicopter dragonfly things were cool. Yes. And I think that's in the book too. Yeah. Um, so I thought those were cool and they use those well. And, uh, you know, it's hard to say it's beautiful because it's like this desert, but it really was. Yeah. The scenery, the... The setting was good. And it was also interesting how they had different worlds. They have glimpses of the other planets and they were completely different. Kind of like on Star Wars where you got different, you know, Hoth. Yeah, and, and you could, I mean, just by the lighting alone, know even if you're like inside or outside that you're on like different planets. Yeah. yeah Intentionally yeah. done that. And they kind of set up the rules at least of the Dune planet pretty mm-hmm. well. Like um, It creates interesting things you have to think about. So Right. So I thought it looked very pretty. Uh, and that kind of it kind of overcomes some of the slow pacing. You're like, this looks cool, and this is <laughs> right. nice to look at. It, <laughs> right. This is interesting to look at. I want to see it. And, look at and that d- shot of one ginormous room. Yeah, forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also do, as I said, I like when they kind of hide the monster a little bit, and the sandworms were. It was great when they were kind of you kind of see them, but you don't see them. Right. That was cool. I thought the sand effects were good. That must have been. Do you remember when the Spider-Man three came out and the Sandman? Yes generate like it was every grain of sand was done by the computers yeah this has that level of detail because I, I assume it was computer generated sand oh yeah well you can't do some of those effects with, <laughs> <laughs> with real no i wouldn't think so so i thought it was it was very well done it looked yeah. very pretty from a filmmaking perspective it was a really well-made movie yes um so do you think you need to read the you said you want to talk about the earlier movie do you need to see that or not well see so i don't think you need to read the book um the book is really good um, but seeing the original movie, because I've seen the original like multiple times and it's probably been, I don't know, 15 years at least since I've seen it. But what I found myself doing the whole movie was like, okay, so what character was this guy in the original? Oh, yeah. You know, trying to compare like who was who and, you know, and that type of stuff because I haven't seen it for so long. It does make me want to go back and watch the original movie again. Was the original considered good? Um, no. Yes. It's more now kind of a cult sci-fi classic. Um, I don't think it was really considered good because David Lynch was so open about how it wasn't his vision for the movie. (laughs) If that makes sense. Speaking of director's vision, that's a great segue so this movie i liked it i liked the plot i'm gonna warn y'all right now the ending is very meh because the director was like i will only make this movie if you let me do at least two because he wanted to do it right and it feels like an episode of a tv show where it just stops and they have to wait till next or a la harry potter twilight hunger games for the last novel they very intentionally cut it into two movies. Oh, okay. Or or The Hobbit, which I stretched Where, it into a thousand movies for oh, no yeah. reason. Um, but from what I read, the second movie was never, for this, was never greenlit yet. 
or it wasn't greenlit. It might be greenlit now that it's out, but they didn't know when they made this movie whether or not the sec- they were actually going to make a second one. Oh, I see. I heard. I heard that he only agreed to do it if he could do two, but I don't know what's true about yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know either. But I will say, if you're if you're following the traditional movie structure of stuff happens. Hero does something, and then there's a big thing at the end, and then they kind of have like some sort of conclusion. Because even most franchises have this big thing, and then they're like, oh, there's more. This just kind of like, kind of ends on a very small, intimate scale, and doesn't really, right. it doesn't change really anything. Like, something happens, but it just kind of says, okay, we're done. I don't know, what do you think about that? Do you disagree? I mean, I think that they partially finished one storyline, but again, partially? Yeah, I mean, the story is not complete. <laughs> if they don't make, let's put it this way. If you watch this and they never make another movie, you're going to be pretty pissed off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're like, what the heck I want to see more sandworms. Yeah, and I want to know what, I mean, I guess this is a good saw, good speaking to the movie. I want to know what happens. Like, Right. Like, it just kind of like, okay, now we're ready to do this. Well, especially how you were talking about some of the, the cheater uh, storytelling devices. By like dreams and and that stuff. There's stuff in the dreams that we haven't seen yet. Lots of stuff in the dreams we Correct. haven't seen yet. So it's like, what the heck's going on? Yeah. So I, it was. I don't want you to think that I'm saying it's bad because it was very good. But if you want a complete standalone movie where you can walk out and go, ah, bad guys lost, good guys won, it's all wrapped up. But there might be a sequel because one of the bad guys got away. It's not that kind of movie. Right. Um. So just be warned. There is no end credit scene. But that's because I think, like, hey, there's going to be another movie, so we're not going to waste it by teasing you with the end credits. I mean, end credits are really superhero. Come on. Uh, yeah, but you have to look for them now. We uh, provide true. this service for you, the listener, also so you don't true. waste. Especially also in a two-and-a-half-hour movie. You don't we have to. we got to save you that extra 15 minutes of end credit time. Especially at the bathroom. Um, <laughs> like me. What? Um, who's going to like this movie? Um, I would say people my age. <laughs> Um, Are you going to reveal that oh on the air? I say people in their 40s will like this movie. Um, any sci-fi fans, um, I think cinephiles would like this movie. It kind of teeters the edge of like Oscar slash sci-fi. I mean, it's definitely sci-fi, but something just it could be it. nominated for something. This is like... This is going to be horrible. My analogies are bad. This is like The Phantom Menace done right. Remember how they tried to make it like this galactic intrigue and set up a whole political culture and it just oh, come sucked? Come on. There's, okay, that's bad. There, there is no Jar Jar Banks in this There movie. is no. I'm just saying it spans. It's a huge epic sci-fi story with intrigue and political moves. That was moves. a bad analogy for those of you listening. Don't, don't not see it because it's a <laughs> lot better than Jar Jar Banks. But it's just like they nailed that part of it. I think if you're into the... Gorgeous cinematography and just well-made films. You'll like it. It's not fast-paced, so you don't want to take your 13-year-old to it. There's not enough going on. Uh, I don't think it's a good, like, first date movie. It's a great first date movie if you have to kill three hours and you don't want to talk to her because you're really nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we'll go. But it's it's long. Uh, It doesn't feel long, but it is long. I think it has some action. It has some cool special effects, sci-fi. It's pretty... um, I think you can enjoy it if you're 30. If you, if you if you read the books, I think you definitely need to see it to just to compare them. I think it seems pretty faithful to it. Um, I have some friends in their 20s that saw it that really liked it. 
Yeah, I don't think you have to be old or remember anything earlier. I think it might be helpful to know that it's a classic book. If, you, if you're like, why do they make this movie called Dune? Like, this is a classic story that it's one of the probably the top tier of sci-fi books that everyone should read. So, um, but again, not a superhero movie, not Star Wars. I mean, it's a little bit more rich than that. So go in there expecting what you're going to get. Do you? And there's a tiny bit of comedic relief in this movie. Not enough to even call comedic relief. <laughs> there is a cool little mouse thing. Is. <laughs> sand mouse. I don't, I don't they have names. I don't, know. I don't know. They like lick their sweat. I think she says it at some point in the movie. What um what do you rate this movie? Okay, can I give quarter points or yeah, only sure. like holes and halves? No, do what you, you be you, man. I will say eight point seven five. That's Maybe very, a nine. It's very specific. Why do you give it that score? Um, because it's kind of little slow in bits and I needed a little bit more in the ending yeah I was gonna say I really enjoyed the movie it didn't follow the traditional storytelling arc and I'm not saying they have to be predictable but it didn't follow the reach climax and then resolution a kind of climax and then a small little weird climax at the end that didn't seem there very there is no day you won't there it didn't seem like it was very like the thing that happened at the end seemed like a weird place to end it. Um, so I'm going to detract points for that because I know a lot of people want to go to movies and just see the movie and then hope there's a sequel. So I'm going to go eight and a half. I enjoyed this movie. It's a sci-fi dream. It's if you know what it is going into it. Don't expect Rock'em Sock'em Robots or Space Battles or anything like that. Um, but it's, it's, I think it's a pretty good adaptation of a classic book. And, and it's not an easy book to make. These books aren't easy. Uh, Game of Thrones would be hard to adapt, but it started out really well. Uh, but this, this is a hard thing to do. I think he did a good job. I, I want people. I guess I'll be honest with you guys. I want you to all go see this movie, so it makes enough money so we can get the sequel because it it needs one. Because they did not film it back to back. Yeah, there is no second movie right now. I think yeah. if it comes out, it's scheduled to come like three years from now. Right. So do your thing and just donate money just so we can go <laughs> see this movie. Uh, do you have any of the Strand information? I know Tracy's I not do. here. I do. Speaking of donating your money, donate your money to the Strand to see this movie. Um, so you can get your show times and every, all your information at thestrandtheater.net. But it is currently showing at the Strand in the Brown Family Generations Theater, which is the Balcony Auditorium, Friday, um, October 29th, 5 p.m. and 9 p.m., Saturday, 1 p.m., 5 p.m., and 9 p.m. Sunday, Halloween, 1 p.m. and 5 p.m. And Thursday, November 4th at 5 p.m. Also, it's supposed to rain Friday and Saturday, so go see the movie at the Strand. Do you know what else is playing there if they don't have two and a half hours to kill? Yes, I do, actually. Um, Halloween Kills for Halloween Oh, you weekend. probably need to see Dune, like, on <laughs> Thursday and then go see Halloween Kills, yeah. Um, and then we're also showing the Last Night in Soho. Oh, that's coming out. That's right. Yes. That looks creepy and weird. Yes. Uh, Tracy and I will try to review that. I have to tell everyone, trick or treat for us is actual Halloween when the movies come out, so it may be delayed. And if we skip it, don't get mad at me because in two weeks, guess what comes out? The Eternals. Marvel's next movie, The Eternals, with Angelina Jolie and Salma Hayek and the guy from Game of Thrones. I don't remember which one. And Kamar Ninjavi. Who got all ripped for the movie. Oh, we don't have to talk about it. He got mad. Didn't he like get uncomfortable with people talking about how ripped he got? Yeah. 
Probably, but he's the one that tweeted it out, man. Look at the, look at my abs. Yeah, people, yeah, no, people <laughs> like it became a thing. So we will try next week to work in last night in Soho. Uh, it looks like an interesting movie. It's Edgar Wright, correct? Um, I believe so. It looks, it, I could be wrong on that, but it looks, the trailers look interesting, but I'm not going to skip Eternals for it. So I'll try to get it in for you, the listener, but don't be mad if we don't, because we got to take our daughter trick-or-treating. It is Edgar Wright. Should we tease what Parker is going to dress up as this <gasps> Halloween? Dino Dana. So if you and don't know. if you don't know who it is, look it up. It's a little. Because we've watched a million episodes of it in a row. So here's the thing. When you have a kid, they want to watch the same thing over and over again. It's, it's maddening. We but watched two TV shows in this house. Dinosaur Trade. <laughs> Dino Dino Dino. Dino. So we couldn't dress up as Dinosaur Trade, but Feely Dino. Dino. So we'll, we we'll, we'll tweet some pictures out of that edition. But please check out Dune. We want a sequel. If you don't like that, you can always see um, Halloween. Halloween Kills. That's appropriate. So hopefully we'll catch you sometime next week. But if not, definitely after the Eternals. Thanks, guys. <laughs>